and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. My name is Carla. I have been a dog groomer since 2014. Over time, be it before an exam, at the side of a competition ring or online, I have had many a quiet chat with fellow dog groomers who, like myself, struggle at times to balance life, work and maintaining a healthy well-being. My aim is to talk to both professional dog groomers and mental health professionals to help us understand what triggers stress and anxiety within our industry, why so many of us struggle with our mental health and what we can do to help ourselves. I also want to share stories and handy tips to make life in the salon easier. I am not a professional in mental health and I am not qualified or trained to give advice in this area. I am however interested in mental health and what effects our work can have on our well-being and finding ways to help. So, whether you are a brand new groomer or you have been at it for decades, whether you struggle with your mental health or work with a groomer who does, this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers, the podcast. This week is Mental Health Awareness Week here in the UK. So before we get started, I would like to explain a bit about why I set up this podcast and where it's going. I've been grooming nine years now, and out of those, I've been going to the, out into the industry, as in seminars and competitions, for around eight years. While in my initial training for the first year at college, I knew nothing about the industry or how to get involved, and I didn't even know about the various groups online, any of the associations, and I only knew the groomers that I had met in training. However, once I found grooming competitions and seminars, I was hooked. The longer I've been grooming, the more people I've met, the more knowledge has been shared with me, and the more my grooming has improved, but also the more my mental health has gone up and down along the way. When you first start, it's amazing. You get loads of feedback to get working on, and you've got loads of stuff to practice, and you really start improving quickly. It's lovely to see your work changing, and it's nice to make connections with people and feel that you're really moving on. With every well done, you feel about six feet taller. The problem is, is I personally become easily obsessed with things. I realise I depend on an external verification too much sometimes to feel good about myself. Creating grooms is important to me and the longer I've been doing competitions and trying to achieve higher in exams, it's harder to feel that buzz because the smaller and the more detailed the changes that you need to make actually are and the standard you're aiming for gets higher and higher. I'm someone who needs to feel like I achieve to feel good about myself. In competitions, I don't need to place, but even if it's just improving on last time, I need to see some kind of improvement. In exams, I can't bear the idea of failing, even though I have absolutely no judgment towards anyone else failing. What it comes down to is treating yourself different to others, which I know is wrong, but it's also hard not to do. What also is strange is I did actually fail a couple of exams just after the pandemic when I, when I was working on my hires. And on the day, it didn't feel anywhere near as bad as I built it up to be and what I was scared of. I knew that those gr- grooms weren't good enough to pass and I got some really good feedback. So I still learned, I just didn't pass that day. And then down the line, I did actually pass those two exams and that buzz did get bigger because I'd had to work harder and I had to you know, really try and try and because I failed it before, when you pass, it's massive. I know I've had many conversations with fellow groomers where I think many of us do rely on external verification. And I think that we feel we either aren't in control of our lives outside of the salon, or maybe don't feel that we're good at much outside of work. 
And because we feel our work is where our talents lie and where we do get our chance to shine, if we get put down by customers, underappreciated by staff, if we don't feel we're achieving personally or just go unnoticed, it can really bloody hurt. And that's not actually down to what's been said. It's about how we feel, how our confidence levels are in that moment and how we let it affect us. Like Tiffany and I said last week, having goals is great, but it is really important to keep a check on yourself and keep them realistic. And like Lee said in episode two, don't start calling yourself names or putting yourself down for whatever reason, because it doesn't help and it makes you feel worse. Another reason I wanted to start the podcast is because I've always suffered with anxiety for as long as I can remember. But until I had a slightly bigger wobble, as I put it, just before the lockdown, I didn't really even know exactly what anxiety was as I hadn't had it labelled yet. But it had spiralled, and in all honesty, being in lockdown was, it was exactly what I needed. Time for me. I'm not prepared to go into the ins and outs of my anxieties, or why at that point it got so bad. But when anxiety creeps up, it's horrible. I know that both anxiety and depression is very common in our industry, so I definitely want to tackle these topics down the line. We are all individuals. We all have our own stuff going on outside of work. We are all unique in our thoughts and our feelings, However, what we do have in common is that we are all groomers and when work gets stressful, it's easy to feel all-consumed and alone. But we don't always realise that we're not the only ones. So I think it's important to share stories, talk about day-to-day stuff and give each other ideas on how to make work life easier. And that's one area of our lives, as that is one area of our lives that we are in control of. I also think it's important for us to share what we do to wind down. The idea of talking to groomers on this podcast is to make life easier and the idea of having mental health professionals on is to give us the facts that we don't know and to talk about the things that we find too hard to share between ourselves. So today I'm talking to a dog groomer, Yitka Krasova, about some of the routines she does regularly that helps her stay calm, grounded and feel good both physically and mentally. All these things we talk about are easy to work into your day and involve just a short amount of time or slight changes. As I said in episode 3 with Tanya Salis on cold water swimming, consult your doctor before cold showering, especially if you have health conditions. I asked Yitka to talk to me about the importance of stretching and posture. I have known Yitka around 4 years now. I regularly use the products she invented within my salon to keep both the dogs and myself calm. And I have been to her salon to learn hand stripping with her one-to-one several times and I always recommend her to anyone. She's known for having a calm, friendly way about her. She works hard and has achieved so much in her 25 years grooming. She has been on Groom Team England as the Wirecoat Handstrip representative, won countless competitions and best in shows. She's a member of the Saradon Terriers team and has been for 20 years. She taught one-to-ones and seminars based on hand stripping all over the UK She's created a whole line of products for the salon that are now available through The Green Pet and the Sentinel Grooming Suppliers. She set up Style to Rescue to raise money for rescue dogs and has run her own grooming businesses both here in the UK and in her home country of Slovakia. So I hope you enjoy the interview as much as we did. Let's go. Hi Yitka, welcome to Wellbeing for Dog Groomers. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's lovely to have you here. So can you introduce yourself and tell us sort of how long you've been grooming? Sure, yeah. So my name is Yitka and I've been professionally in dog grooming 25 years. Brilliant. So you've got lots of experience then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So when researching the grievance that I interview on the podcast, I like to do a little bit of research and I tend to have a look through the groomer spotlight. That's where I start. Um, And I came across your feature about stretching and posture. So Mm -hmm. can you begin telling us a bit about the injuries um, that you feel like that you have gained probably through the grooming career? Where to to start, yeah. It's such, a, it's such a stressful job on the body, isn't it? It it's, is, isn't yeah. it? And we do really have to look after ourselves, which I neglected it for a long time, for years. And, um, uh, yeah, I had uh, tendonitis. Uh, I had uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, um, which I had operated, tennis elbows, you know, you name it, neck problems, yeah. back problems. We, we all been through that. Uh, but uh, when I had um, bulged, discs three discs in my lower back that can't it was kind of a wake-up call and because I just couldn't get you know any physio or treatment here I mean just to get the x-ray took like three months so I flew back to Slovakia yeah and um, I found a really good physio so I didn't have surgery or anything he helped me with um, adjustments to my posture with exercising exercises to strengthen my core muscles and uh, see, even though I've been doing yoga and different exercises, I wasn't doing the right exercises for okay. my body or for the work I was doing. Yeah. And since then, I didn't have any problems, to be honest. I'd be very careful and um, be aware how I'm standing, what I'm doing, how I'm lifting. And I think we, sh- we all should do that, really. Yeah, and all these sort of things that you've listed, things like, um, you know, slip discs, um, tendonitis, you know, carpal tunnel, they're things that you see groomers, they're all day, every day, you see. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, so many aspects to it, isn't it? I mean, our job is very demanding on our bodies. It's not, we're not cuddling with puppies all day, are we? We need to help ourselves, you know, I'll go for a sport massage every month. I do exercises. We, we can do stretches in between the dogs. We need to yeah. learn how to stand properly, how to uh, lift dogs properly, how not to overstretch. Um, so I think from the everyday leaning forward over the grooming table. So he, he gave me exercises to strengthen and stretch my body. So I had to, so when I started to walk properly straight, it felt funny. It felt like I'm falling backwards. Yeah, so it does when, when you try to change. I mean, you, you are a dancer, <laughs> you know how to stand properly. So your ear, yeah. your shoulder, your hip, knee and ankle should be in one line. Yes. And my was far off. <laughs> so, yeah, um, no, we, we used to get taught like having a string down through your head. I think Tiffany yeah. might have mentioned it yeah. the other week when she was talking about Pilates. You feel like you've got, mm. like someone's put a needle with a thread all the way through your yeah. head down to the ground and you're just pulling yourself up straight. Yeah. So you're exactly. all, all and in alignment. Exactly. And, you know, even though I was doing yoga at home and, and stretching and all that, but uh, I wasn't aware of these problems during the day. No, and leaning you forward know, to the dogs is such a common yeah. thing to do because you're yeah, trying yeah. to be, be close to them, you're oh, working on yeah, them, reaching yeah. for different areas. Mm-hmm. It's always impossible to not do it if you're not consciously yes. thinking yeah, about correcting yourself. Yeah, but then you have to correct yourself, don't you? And uh, to avoid uh, the repetitive movement and repetitive 
uh, injuries. So you mentioned that you've done a bit of yoga before. So is there anything you liked or disliked about it? Is oh, I love it. That you'd I recommend? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do it at home. I, I mean, years ago when I started with some books and from videos and stuff, uh, before COVID, I used to go to yoga classes in here in Utoxata. Yeah. And now it's just probably like 15, 20 minutes in the morning, uh, like a stretch. Um, yeah. Sometimes during the day, if I feel, you know, my back is going, um, I should do more in the evening, but I don't. <laughs> so you're, you're still doing it daily. It sounds like I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I don't think I've. It's a habit. It's a really good one. And um, I don't think I could um, be without it because I would feel probably all stiff. And, do, you, yeah. do you feel like it has any be- benefits on your mind as well? Does it sort of... Oh, definitely. Because it's um, connected with breathing uh, very much. So I think breathing and movement all together calm mm-hmm. your... But stretch your body and calm your mind, definitely. Yeah, so that's that's really good thing to sort of bear, think about trying if someone hasn't tried it before. It's definitely yeah. something that, to give you know, a try. You know, there are few, few simple stretches we can do in a salon. You know, I release the tension in your elbows, in your back, lower back, upper back, uh, and it doesn't take long. It's just a few no. minutes, a few seconds, really. A few yeah. seconds out of a day, if it's going to make a difference, it's definitely exactly. worth it. It, it takes back, doesn't it? Yeah, so you've mentioned to me before, I think when I came over and did a one, one with you, that you, you've you done meditation before and it's something that I you do, practice, yeah. practice sort of ongoing as well. Could you it tell is, us a yeah, little bit yeah. about your meditation and what it yeah, looks Because meditation looks different to different people. What what do you mm, do? What does it look like mm, to you? It, it is different to different people. It's not, I have this like a morning routine that like involves a little bit of exercise, meditation, cold shower, etc., um and uh yeah I, I love it it's um i do about 15 20 minutes in the morning depends how yeah. how i wake up <laughs> yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know sometimes it's guided meditation sometimes it's just um just me on okay. my own um and it's very calming it's uh sometimes it takes more effort some days okay. some days it takes less effort so what you try to achieve is to get into the zone where there is nothing so you don't hear anything you don't see anything you're not aware of your body you're just in like in nothingness <laughs> it's amazing it's when you get out of it if you just feel like happy and elevated and relaxed and it's easier to deal with everyday stress yeah and uh, yeah, I do. I really do like it. Yeah, it sounds like it really does help you a lot. I mean, even I know people can't see on a podcast, but when you're talking about <laughs> it, your face sort of looks almost relaxed and like you're lighting up when you're talking about it. It, it, so, it is amazing. Yeah, and and you know, whoever wants to start it, just you know, start a few a couple of minutes a day, uh, breathe calmly. You know, like four inhales inside, pause, eight out, and. It just it just calms you beautifully and yeah yeah and as sort of thoughts come in about your day or as you say things that are going on around exactly, you you just try we, to push them out yeah. to you is that how it yes, works I do uh, try not to think <laughs> which is hard okay. because your brain is always like you're thinking about the first dog you're thinking about the 
my dogs need to go out and feeding their next customer and, and kennels and yeah, go, go, go. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you try, I'm trying to, you know, as I said, some days it's easier than others. And sometimes it's really hard <laughs> not yeah. to think. But we are in charge of our thoughts. And so no one is putting our thoughts in our head. We no. are creating them. Yeah, so you're right there, can, yeah. If we can eliminate them or calm them down, we, yeah. we do have that power. But it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of practice. I've never tried it personally. My partner, my partner does guided meditation sometimes mm. if things are getting busy. I think you would, but you would enjoy it. Yeah, I... I I suppose I just need to do it really there's no reason why I haven't I think it's just the idea of having like you say time to sit still but if it only takes a couple of of minutes it's just organizing that time into your day which yeah um, that's why I do it in the morning because then all your your life takes over during the day yes yeah for us it's impossible to do it mid midday or lunch break I mean, what is lunch break when you're a hardly get any. Sometimes it's difficult to do it afternoon or evening. Um, The morning kind of like sets you off. When you do it in the morning, it sets you off for a better day, in my opinion. Okay. And yeah, yeah, I I think it's definitely worth giving a go. And I think I might put that on my list of things to try going forward. I'm acquiring more and more hobbies the more people I talk to. When you when you feel how beneficial it is, um, it, it it becomes part of your daily routine. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you miss it. So well, that's, that's why thing, I do yeah. all these little things in the morning before I get busy, and you know the days go pretty well. And so you mentioned about the cold showers um, mm. as being part of your morning routine. Um, we had um, Tanya on on. I know three. it's hilarious. Oh, she's brilliant, <laughs> isn't she? <Yeah. laughs> so um I've still been keeping up doing them a couple of times a week I haven't I must admit I'm not doing them every day but probably two or three times a week um so how how do you feel like they benefit you what do they bring to your day I started a few years ago with like to be honest I got fed up with me always being cold and I (laughs) I need to need to conquer that so I started one summer I was like it's easy to start in summer rather than in winter so I started just with legs and then with arms and then like a few times under a cold shower and just build up I, do, I don't <laughs> do my head yes yeah? so it's just body no head and it just build up to it you know I just put good music on and and control my breathing and so once you get out of that panic mode that oh my god it's cold um yeah. it's very very nice and very relaxing and so sometimes I do cold showers, sometimes I do cold baths, which John still think I'm crazy, but I know. <laughs> cold baths cold. sounds pretty hardcore yeah, to me. You know, I think. still when I go in, it's like, oh, this is cold, you know, get out of it. But then once you're in it, it's just, like Tanya said, it just feels good. Breathe into it and relax. And and as she said, it's, it's a brilliant pain relief. Yeah, and it energizes you for for rest of the day. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Buzzing. Yeah, with energy. No, I'm, re- I'm really enjoying it. I feel like I've got to the part where I'm I'm in there for about a minute, but I feel like I've got to the point where I'm 
I would say I'm comfortable with it, but I'm not enjoying yeah. it. I can get through the panic bit and I can get to where I'm, you know, I'm quite comfortable, but I'm, yeah. I'm not embracing the moment in there. Let's put it that yeah. way. I'm still sort but of thinking, oh, how long has it been? How long has it been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the day, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting the benefit throughout the day. So I'm still Definitely. doing it. Um, Definitely. But I think increasing it and getting to the point where you're really sort yeah. of enjoying it, I've probably got a little bit of a way yeah. to go. Try to, try to switch off and try to concentrate on your breathing rather than running cold water if you yeah, breathe slowly you like, do need to do that more four, four seconds in eight seconds out and you get into the rhythm you forget about the cold water and then all of the sudden it's like three minutes you know so that's really good advice I'm going to try that when I do it tomorrow yeah. because I do very much think I'm in here in a cold shower and I'm tolerating yes. it and I'm fine and I I'm hate it yeah. in a cold shower I'm tolerating it I'm fine that's pretty much the yes. loop that I'm going in at the moment I need to do it because I studied on the podcast I'm gonna do it yes <laughs> But like, like I said, in the day, I am focusing better. I don't feel as yeah. negative at certain times of the day where sometimes I do working by myself and I've still got more energy. So the benefits mm, are there. I'm just going to concentrate on the breathing more. That's something yeah, to add right, to my... Right. Yeah. So you're quite well-travelled. Um, mm. Have you ever tried any like wellness-type exercises or different hobbies in different cultures mm. or anything like that abroad? I, or I wouldn't say I'm that well-travelled. I loved, when we used to go to India, I loved holidays over there uh, because I, I used to go to yoga pretty much every day. Wow. And I, I, I loved that, like, laid back, um, relaxing holiday with um, nice food. And uh, I love spa, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind a day in spa anytime. Oh, yeah, spa is um, good for anything. Yeah, I love it. For spa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, w- I would love to go to yoga retreat for like a week or two. Yeah, I'm actually starting my first yoga class in a couple of weeks. I've got it well done. Yeah, first week of June, I'm getting myself to yoga because I hear so much about it and I think... Oh. It's so it's so good. Yeah, I tried it when I was a dance student. Um, yeah. I mean, I was 18. I was 18 at the time and I, I've got quite a busy mind and I just found myself like trying to push the stretches as far as I could like a dance student yeah. would and I was like no I can go further than this and I can do more than this and I was making yeah. it more like, regimental and yeah, it's, my it's was way. not calm yeah. <laughs> I remember laughing at all the old ladies because they were farting all the time and I just I yeah, couldn't well. concentrate but I think as an older person it's but now you're now, older and wiser yeah I can probably yeah. learn to control my giggling and try and <laughs> really work on the brain side of things and because I'm not a dance teacher and I'm not as flexible as I used to be that mm. probably the stretches would benefit me more now than they did Definitely. then because... and, and again if you concentrate not just on the exercise but on the poses but also on your breathing you yeah. kind of relax into the pose yes and then you find the benefits yeah. of it yeah <laughs> That sounds a lot more relaxing than me, like mm. straining yeah. to try and get oh, to the So yeah, perhaps perhaps need to tackle it and be a bit calmer this time round. Practice so, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And so you mentioned about how you do your vegan and your vegetarianism and you try to be mm-hmm. quite healthy. Have you always been that way or did you decide to sort of go that way? And if so, have you noticed any changes the more um, tailored yeah, me? Yeah, I've been vegetarian oh, when I was 15 in Slovakia for a mm-hmm. few years, about four or five, which was really hard. 
uh, that time because like no one was uh, vegetarian around me. You know, people are picking on you like, oh, you don't do it the grass and stuff like that, you know. Oh, um, yeah. I, yeah, no, it was pretty much just, you know, vegetables and potatoes. There was not much, not much choice. No. Um, and then and kind of I got out of it, tried to fit in. And then I started again later. Uh, started vegetarian, then become vegan, and I love it. The main reason is obviously because I love animals, uh, but mm-hmm. also I found that plant-based diet is easier on my digestive tract, and a lot of the foods uh, are anti-inflammatory, which okay. helps with you know your uh, body inflammation. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It made it made it. Um, made difference to me yeah of oh, course I yeah. have like a little bit of junk food vegan junk food here and there yeah um you know we need to enjoy life oh yeah <laughs> but, of course uh, like cake and stuff like that but uh, yeah I love it <laughs> yeah and I kind of feel like kind of limited or anything so no yeah. well, that's good I think I think it's getting more and more common these days more and more Definitely. people becoming Definitely. vegan it becomes easier I know when I was a dance teacher we went to Romania when they mm. joined the EU to show them what it, it was sort of like all the different countries went to Romania and did an act and we toured around yeah. performing this show so everyone understood what everyone's cultures were like mm. um, and one of the girls that I took was actually vegetarian and when we went out there it was a it was a country where they they don't didn't really do vegetarianism at that point yeah. I don't know what the same now, but, Russia, yeah. um, but I remember going out for restaurants um in the evenings because obviously we we were traveling around and she had chips after chips after chips yeah. after chips after chips but yeah. now you can go <laughs> most places and yeah vegetarian, I mean, it's just normal isn't it I yeah. went to Grumania last last year and um uh, I found Belgium being quite hard to maybe go. Oh, was it? <laughs> so I had chips with the chips and chips so yeah. and some salad. But uh, yeah, most of the places are, are great. So. so it's quite mm, easy yeah. to change your easy, diet. Yeah, definitely. And make small changes. Easy and delicious, yeah. Yeah. So in April, you held your competition style to rescue. Yes. Do you know how much you've raised? We raised over 13,000 and we <gasps> gave, gave to uh, eight uh, dog charities, altogether 11,435. That's amazing. Yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah, well done you, that's really good. So um, I heard you talk on Verity's podcast. If anyone listening hasn't heard of Pod on the Dog, go and find it because it's a really good podcast. Um, And I remember her asking you about your proudest achievement. Mm. So... When I was listening, you said that Style to Rescue was definitely your favourite achievement. And that's despite all the other things that you've done in your career, being on the groom team, passing all your exams, grooming all the champion dogs that you do. Um, So do you think that Mm. it's important to feel like you're helping someone else alongside your own achievements? I think so. Yeah, I think it's the part of, doing something for somebody else rather than for yourself and for your ego. You know, like when you compete in, you try to prove yourself and prove others. Yeah. Where, where you're doing for somebody else is just so nice <laughs> and yeah. rewarding. And, you know, when you see these rescue dogs and um, their carers and, amazing ladies who run these charities um 
what they do and if there's something little we can help them and it, and it's nice to you know it's such a nice show uh you have to come next year it's um so relaxing and nice and everybody's smiling and even though it's competition it doesn't have that edge no and no it know, came to your first one that you put on yeah and I wrote because I remember I didn't yeah. have a clue what was going to happen I didn't know what was going you know, on <laughs> but it was so calm I couldn't believe yeah. how calm the groomers and the dogs and everything and just dogs, flowed yeah, yeah. All the people mm. with the grooming vans that turned up. It all just literally flowed so nicely. Absolutely. I was yeah, yeah. absolutely amazed at it. So when you raise the money that you do um, for grooming the dogs within the show, do you feel proud of your industry? Does it make you feel yes. proud of the industry as well? They do. I've got good ones now. They do yeah. because that's the that's main reason why people are in this job, isn't it? It's uh, to make the dogs look better and feel better and they're showing their love and care and mm-hmm. the dogs can feel it and I mean these are like strange dogs to them they're not their regular clients they they you know it's a busy hall it's um some some of the dogs are disabled some of them just got to rescue old mm-hmm. young and everybody is just like yeah you can see the passion in 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 people and uh, you can see they love what they do yeah, and I think it's nice that you're bringing the groomers together to do something, like you say, that's not for themselves. I don't feel no. like you have as much competition between each other. Everyone's coming together no, to exactly. support each yeah, other I mean, the, to do something good yeah, as a group yeah. of people working together as such. Rather yes, than... absolutely. I mean, the, the winning aspect of it uh, or gets placed, it's like secondary, really. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't have that edge, that competitiveness, that like straight faces and, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to do yeah. this, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, it is very relaxing and, and um, yeah, very nice. And, and, and the groomers it... are so generous, you know, like they offer grooming other dogs and buying ruffles and supporting and, yeah, beautiful, beautiful event. Yeah, no, really well done, you. That's something to definitely be very, very proud of, so... Massive well done to you and everybody you. who helped as well. Thank well, you. And um, the last thing that I just wanted to ask you about as well was with your Vitacanus products, um, mm. when you set, when you set up your company, um, I really like your calming wax melts and um, yes. your calming spray. What inspired you to, you know, come up with these products? Where did that come yes. from? Well, it came from the salon, obviously. Um, so the first one was the comfort blend for separation anxiety I created years ago for uh, my friend Linda Stone and her uh, black Russian terrier was suffered with anxiety, separation anxiety really badly. And then I needed something in a salon to add a little bit of calmness to mm-hmm. it. So I done some research, I studied aromatherapy and uh, came up with a uh, calming floral spray. And then later on, um, yeah, the waxes only started them a couple of years ago, I think. And it Mm -hmm. it just brings that nice smell to the whole house. So you apply the spray on each individual dog uh, where the wax smells. Uh, I still use them in in a waiting room, one in a salon. It just creates that calming aroma, energy in a salon for everybody. 
Yeah, so, no, it's really good. Even and the I humans as well, not just the yeah. dogs, the humans too. <laughs> and uh, even though I don't make them and sell them, they're still available. So people can get them from uh, www.thegreenpet.co.uk. The Green Pet. And I'll put that on the, the green show pet. notes as well so people That's can follow, follow Thanks. So it's my friend there. She used to work with me for years. And now she carries on with the, with the goodness. Brilliant. And you're working for the Sentinel now as well. You... Yes, we, yeah, uh, I do some product development for them and um, they carry on with my shampoo and the spray. So, yeah. Brilliant. So all the products are still available. Still alive. Great... Actually, yeah. actually, apart from Sick of an E-Cleaner, which I upset a lot of people with. Oh. Uh, but I know, but uh, I shared the recipe on the, on the Facebook page. So, Oh, so people can I'm look sure you that can up do as it well. Yourself, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit of um well I'll get a cauldron. DIY, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have a go. <laughs> oh. So if we move on to the final rounds, there's a few questions mm-hmm. that I ask all the groomers that come on, and it's just okay. opinion based. So whatever your answer is, is absolutely fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what is it about um industry that you think impacts on the mental health of groomers the most? Oh um I know a lot of people said working alone, but uh, for me, it was, I, I used to like working alone. So yeah. um, I think it's the high expectations from clients, uh, yeah. lack of communications with clients, mm-hmm. and the pressure from uh, social media. Yeah. And also, probably, I used to be, and I think a lot of women are people pleasers. Yes, definitely. But, we want to be we want to be liked by everybody mm-hmm. and we think we need to groom every dog or oh, that's what i used to think yeah we're ago. quite a sensitive uh, bunch aren't we uh, we are a lot of us are introverts and and uh, we take it really hard if somebody doesn't come back or they don't like our grooms so i think if, if we tackle this part of our everyday work and uh, how we deal with customers and dogs and gain some confidence that will definitely definitely help i believe there's a there's a groomer <clears throat> for every dog and yeah uh, we don't have to do them all no. we, you know set the boundaries we need to protect ourselves and we have to accept we can't be liked by everybody and we can't please everybody and that's, and that's hard. a hard thing that's a hard thing to it's get your so head hard. sometimes isn't it it really <laughs> is a hard thing <laughs> Um, absolutely but I think yeah, you are yeah. completely right in your answer sometimes you you do just have to have that barrier up I, yeah. I spoke to a newer groomer the other day and um who had had a bit of sort of negative feedback from customers and the situation was explained to me pictures were shown to me and messages were shown to me and the way that the customer spoke to that groomer was horrendous and I spoke to the, the groomer for a while and by the end of the conversation, she sort of had realised, actually, yeah, he had spoke to me wrongly. He had expected too much out of the dogs that had been presented to her. Um, and he had expected too little as far as charging goes. And so yeah. because she's a slightly newer groomer, that's easy oh, to, yeah. to, to talk to people like that. Well, it's not easy. I don't find that easy to speak to people like that. But people no, seem to... They seem to talk to people like that more when they know that they're trying their hardest and they're at the beginning yeah, of their career. Yeah. And it's not fair. And um, we, we were we saying that, that 
Yeah. Yeah. Over the years, you do gradually start getting this little wall around your ankles. It builds up to your knees and it builds up to yeah. your hips. And before you yeah. know, you're firing the guns off the top of it, saying, "Don't get out of here!" Do you know yeah. what I mean? You sort of go from wanting them and every, you know, trying to hook in every customer. So when you've done it, well, actually, you don't, yes. you don't want all them customers. When we, I mean, I opened. I had one salon in Slovakia, two here in the UK, or three, and. Every time you open and I open, you attract these people who dogs no one wants to do. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like searching for new groomers and yeah, more more you in it, you kind of like select them and um, just keep the nice people. The nice dogs. Yeah, just persevering through those beginning Absolutely. phases. Absolutely. Um, and how do you um, feel that social media does impact on mental health? What, what aspects of it do you think mm. we struggle with? Yeah, um, I think we have to stop living on it. <laughs> yeah. And not spend too much time on social media. Uh, we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people mm-hmm. and rely on likes and comments yes. and stuff like that. And because, like, you know, if you compare it to somebody who's been in, I don't know, okay, I've been in 20 years, somebody 40 years. You, you can't. You need to compare yourself to person you were yesterday, not to yes. somebody else, and grow. Yeah. Because none of us, none, none of groomers were born with these skills, with scissors in their hands and stripping knife and whatever. We all learn. We work really hard to be where we are. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's one thing, you know, not to compare yourself and not rely yeah. on other people's opinions. And their opinion is just their opinion. And I think a lot hard. of groomers, a lot of groomers do get stuck in that um, habit of checking who's like this picture, how many yeah. people have liked this picture, why don't they like this picture? Oh, they no, usually exactly. like my posts, but why haven't but they? And I've heard it so many yeah. times. Yeah, but um, like you, you're wasting your mental energy and your time. Yeah. Maybe, you know, that person is busy and they don't even been on Facebook and you're stressed, you know, the algorithm. Yeah some magic yeah it's wizardry <laughs> it isn't it <laughs> and and sometimes you don't you don't get notification you don't see no. it and so it's so unhealthy it's an unhealthy um and, and, habit you know, to get stuck yeah. in and like scrolling mm. i mean I'm, I'm guilty you know you, you start scrolling and all of a sudden 30 minutes gone and then yeah. i'm complaining i don't have time to do things like uh-huh of course if you spend like 30 minutes scrolling on insta or facebook <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? Hang on, I had an hour a second ago, and now I only have 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So um, what makes you, apart from outside of the salon, like inside of the salon as a dog groomer, what makes you most proud about your job inside the grooming salon? Well, to be honest, I don't do much anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <So>. well, <laughs> or when you did, sorry. Yeah. When I used to. <laughs> uh, I think the relationship with the dog. Yes. How... You know, um, when I when I used to do a lot of hand stripping, uh, I just love what you can create just by your hand with very mm-hmm. simple tool like a stripping knife. I, I used to love it. Yeah, no, I think that's clear. It's... If anyone sees your work, yeah. you can see that you love hand stripping. Well, um, I think I've got through all of the questions that I had prepared Brilliant. for you. Was there anything else that you wanted to add at all before we finish? Or oh, I don't know. This was real fun. I mean, we always have fun when we meet up, don't we? 
yeah we always do yeah I've been over and had a few a few one-to-ones with you and we always have a giggle so yeah yeah, yeah. no it was lovely speaking to you thank you thank so you much for coming on me. thank you and um yeah enjoy the rest of your evening you too thank you thank bye. you very much bye-bye I loved that chat I always enjoy talking to Yitka she's so calming and genuine and she's right we always have a laugh She had some really interesting points about taking care of yourself, both physically, thinking about your posture and remembering to stretch, and mentally with breath work and meditation. I also liked her advice on blocking out others, or in my case, putting Facebook down, and just comparing yourself to you in the past and not others around you. I also like how she feels such a reward from helping others. I think that's a beautiful way of making connections with people and making new friends. People are always thankful for hard work that goes into helping someone else. And as well as doing something good and achieving, it also makes you feel good for doing something for someone else. There's just something satisfying about being nice. Next week, I'm talking to Zoe Joanna. She is a neurodivergent life coach and she helps people with their ADHD and their autism. But for now, I am off. So I will see you next Friday. I hope you have a lovely week and please remember to join the Facebook page Wellbeing for Dog Groomers and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. But for now, cheerio! (laughs) 